Because when you become mindful of what you think and what you feel, right? There are some questions that's going to be popping up because you're going to be very mindful of that. So you have to have it to, to compare it to something. So when you have someone in your support bases who will challenge you, those individuals who will challenge you and say, hmm, okay, so you feel such and such, what evidence do you have to base on what you're feeling or what you're thinking? That's what critical thinking comes in. So when some of us, I know I have done this, guys, what we tend to do is when we are feeling something, especially when we're having toxic relationships with narcissists, and we're feeling something, we're feeling hurt, we're feeling that pain, and we're not critically thinking about what's going on in that toxic relationship, how that person is really treating us, where's all that coming from? Now, I'm not suggesting that you become that person's counselor. I'm talking about the people that you are in a toxic relationship with. I'm not suggesting you become their counselor. What I'm saying is when you start to put everything into perspective, that is based upon critical thinking as well as you're being mindful of what you're feeling and you balance that out instead of just swinging the pendulum all the way over to overanalyzing the toxic relationship and what's going on in it or swinging the pendulum over the other way to just getting your emotions all in it and you're just running away with that. You know, you're just being overly emotional. Not to belittle what you're feeling. So please don't misunderstand me about that. What I'm saying is, when you swing the pendulum, either way, it's an imbalance. So in your support base, a strong support base will consist of the people who will challenge you and to help you, in order to help you to put everything into perspective according to your experiences, not based on their opinion. constructively okay so when you're isolating that's a weak support base that's I thumbed I thumbs that down guys that's not a good support base is to isolate yourself and to self-medicate with drugs alcohol sex food whatever pornography whatever I thumbs that down that's not a great support base that's a weak support base but I get how some people fall into that pit I was headed in that direction myself. I get it. It's so easy to go there when we're hurting, right? We want relief. We want to feel better. So we grab for the first thing, this instant gratification. I get it. Been there, done that. 
Okay, so I can I can relate to some of that. However, that's a weak support base. Okay, so a weak support base. Moving on with the weak support base. Another thing is that when we go into our emotions and we do not critically think about what's going on in the relationship, we're not asking those critical questions. When I ask those critical questions of myself, first of all, guys, I was coming from a sincere place. I was ready to make a change. I wasn't resistant anymore. I was getting out of that. I wasn't stuck on, okay, well, this person is doing me wrong. They're treating me terribly. You know, they're an asshole. They're a, you know, whatever, whatever. They're a demon or whatever. And I'm just writing that off. And I'm not critically thinking about what that whole toxic relationship, the purpose of it is all about. What I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. I'm not even being mindful of that. You're just floating around. You're just feeling what you feel and you're thinking certain things and you don't know where it's coming from. You're not investigating. You're not researching. Sometimes I haven't done that, guys. I was just in the mix. I was just feeling what I was feeling. And I was just thinking all types of things, not investigating it, not critically thinking about it, just letting my emotions run away, right? Instead of having some structure, instead of building a strong support base. But when I decided, guys, that I was worth my life, that I was worthy of having a great life, all that changed. What I say, that was a game changer. <laughs> you guys know I like to say that sometimes. But it absolutely was. It was a game changer. I started to invest in myself, moving right on along to that first tool. Okay? Invest in yourself. Okay, now this is very similar to when we have stuck points. You know, something happens and we're challenged by something or we're facing certain challenges and then certain emotions and thoughts come up that may be defeating. So cognitive restructuring is something that helps turn all of that around, okay? Because when we are going through certain things, which I mean life happens, challenges are going to happen, challenges are going to be faced, that means there are certain emotions and thoughts that's going to come up. Now, those emotions and thoughts can either help us to resolve the issue and keep thriving forward. Or, again, if those thoughts are defeating, it can keep us in the sunken place. We can be stuck. So this is something that reminds me of stuck points. Cognitive restructuring. Learning to attack unhelpful thoughts. So here's an example here. What evidence do you have for the thought? Now, again, these questions are something that you can keep in your journal, something you can take with you to your therapist or on your next counseling session. Your counselor or therapist is very familiar with this or they ought to be. <laughs> okay, so I just wanted to share this with you um, because this is something that I think is a great tool. So now that we have the definition of prolonged exposure, I want to point out that there have been studies done, there have been research done that has proven that prolonged exposure, which is one of the elements of trauma therapy, right? It is not as effective.
for those who have complex PTSD or have symptoms of complex PTSD. The other two elements of trauma therapy may be, to a certain extent, effective. Now, don't take my word for that. Please do your research. There has been studies done about prolonged exposure, and it has been found that prolonged exposure is not as effective for those who have complex PTSD. Okay, so that particular treatment or element of trauma therapy treatment is not as effective. There are two other elements of trauma therapy treatment. We've just gone over that. However, when it comes to prolonged exposure, it has been found, according to studies and research, that it is not as effective for those who have symptoms of complex PTSD. Now, for those who have symptoms of PTSD, this particular type of therapy should be pretty effective. Now, here's the issue, or here is maybe a possible challenge that some may run into who have symptoms of complex PTSD, and that is they have been diagnosed with PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. I like to say post-traumatic stress injury. However, this individual has been diagnosed by a mental health care practitioner. They've been diagnosed with PTSD, yet they have symptoms of complex PTSD. So this is something that he or she may run into as an issue or a challenge, and that is having treatments of prolonged exposure, or they may have the other two treatments or maybe one of the other treatments out of the three trauma therapy treatments. Prolonged exposure, again, has been found it is not as effective for those who have complex PTSD, yet they have been diagnosed with PTSD. So this is something that some of you may have run into as far as like a challenge, as far as like receiving treatments or have a treatment plan. For some of you who have a particular treatment plan, this is good. So I'm not suggesting to drop your current treatment plan. What I am saying is you may want to do a little research on your own and it may clear some things up for you, such as why you're running into certain challenges when it comes to your uh, treatments. I would not suggest letting go of any of the treatments. <laughs> if, you, if you have current, currently, if you have treatments, I would say stick to that. Your primary care physician or your uh, your mental health care practitioner, they have actually suggested to you probably to go with that particular treatment for a reason. So we don't want to drop everything. I'd like to suggest that you do a little research on your own and compare it to your current experiences with the type of treatment that you currently have. You know, those of you who are seeing a mental health care practitioner, this is great. So I'm not suggesting to drop everything or to ignore what your primary care physician is uh, suggesting to you. I just want to point out that this particular element of trauma therapy treatment, prolonged exposure, has been proven, according to research, that it is not as effective for those who have symptoms of complex PTSD. All right, so I want to go ahead and also uh, point out that this particular, this is a 22-page 
a PDF. You can find this in the description box below. Um, but I wanted to point this out. Let's see, Target, it stands for Trauma Adaptive Recovery Group Education and Therapy. Functional impairments due to trauma, poor sense of separateness, anxiety, social anxiety, poor body language, dissociation, cognitive impairments, trust issues, depression, victim mentality, reliving trauma, shame, guilt, anger issues, feeling defeated. Ask yourself if what you're doing today is getting you closer to where you want to be tomorrow. Okay. The first step to working and building a support base is to draw up the blueprint to a support base that over time proves to be effective. Patience, commitment, and focus are just a few things that will be needed in order to build a support base. The narcissist will more than likely attempt to sabotage every effort to make any progress with trauma therapy. As I stated before, if a person is emotionally invested in a narcissist or cluster personality, he or she is going to have some issues when they're trying to also do trauma therapy because it's like they have one foot in the past and they have one foot in their present going on to their future. As a person is going to their trauma therapy sessions, they have their foot in the present and going on into the future. They're attempting to thrive forward. In other words, a person who invests in relationships with narcissists and cluster personalities, then they have their foot in the past. So you can picture that and you can see how this person is pretty much there. It's like they're split or they're being pulled in opposite directions at the same time. It's not going to feel too good. So this is another reason why he or she may feel some despondency. They may feel frustration. They may feel even some anger. They may feel sadness. They may feel like giving up on the trauma therapy. They don't see any signs of real progress. One of the reasons may be because they're being distracted by the dysfunctional relationship that they have with the narcissist or cluster personality. A support base in order to deal with the adverse effects of narcissistic abuse is to be designed to provide effective tools to help one to remain focused on thriving forward. One cannot afford to financially, psychologically, mentally, or emotionally have the wrong type of element of trauma therapy. One can obtain a clearer perspective on how he or she tends to make choices, resolve issues, face challenges, and do relationships. A support base tends to clear a lot of things up or place a lot of things into a clearer perspective, such as how does a person usually resolve issues? How do they tend to face adversity? How does a person tend to do relationships? How does a person make choices? How do they problem solve? Do they problem solve or do they tend to be quite passive when they have challenges and just wish and hope it all goes away? So when a person has a, pardon me, when a person has a, uh, when a person has a support base and the support base, a part of that support base is them going to trauma therapy. So when they have that, that's something that is designed to help them to thrive forward and remain focused on what they need to do in order to commit to their own healing. So they can notice some progress that's probably there. When a person has a narcissist or a cluster personality in his or her life, that alone can be distracting to a lot of things. 
not just them going to trauma therapy or any type of counseling. The narcissist and the cluster personality, they behave as an antagonist. So anything that a person is trying to do, such as healing, thriving forward, even maintaining their health, the narcissist is going to counteract that. They're going to intercede. They're going to try to sabotage that. So this is just something to keep in mind when a person is thinking about drawing up the blueprint to their support base. The last thing a person needs is to be distracted by the cluster B personality or the narcissist, especially when he or she is trying to maintain their own overall well-being or their health, their mental health, their physical health. They're trying to thrive forward. The narcissist and the cluster B personality, of course, they don't want to see this because that means they lose supply. That is a direct threat to their false self-image. That's a direct challenge to their false self-image, and they're not going to have it. So this is often why, or sometimes this is why, a person may not notice any signs of progress when he or she is undergoing trauma therapy. 